the Depth Charge Podcast by me, Ed Sugars, live from the Swoon Studio in Chiang Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Depth Charge. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're doing something new. We're going to tell you, or try to tell you, uh, what we talk about in this episode. Yes. So, Fuck well, jokes? There was only a couple of fuck jokes, um, I think. Mainly what we talked about was the world. What is the world? What do we mean when we say the world? What is the real, the real world? Uh, yeah, what do we mean when you say things like the real world? And uh, sort of, oh, well, one of the ideas we came up with, that the world, what we mean by that is like the shared world. Um, so we talked about... A uh, different idea. What could the shared world mean? You know, mm-hmm. language, culture, history, religion, tribe, and music. We talk a lot about uh, music and the experience of how it changed the uh, my world, our yeah. world, and people's world. And uh, yeah, we t- yeah, we talked about like people. You know, once would have only known their local music, and they would have been able to share it, and how that relates to. Uh, the fact you know that the world is like in our globalized world and mm-hmm. we all have to kind of try and share yeah. so much more information right. that's what makes it actually difficult because it's just so much right we talked about how you know these now people try and share stuff through networks through youtube through mm-hmm. social media and yeah. actually that's a a weird filter sometimes it fucks everything up and means that we we think we share mm-hmm. but we don't share anything Yeah. People get lost in their own little imaginations, uh, and don't are not able to share a vision of the world that with people who live immediately around them. Mm. And uh, I think we kind of agree that that's a mistake. Right. Uh, and there's so like uh, organism about how you know we should get in touch more with nature, and how we can balance out between uh, the growing rates of uh, technology and. Yeah, uh, like we were saying that nature is like a reliable thing to to base our sharing on because it's, you know, it's it evolves at a certain pace that's been that it's been evolving at for a long, long time. It's not speeding up like our technological innovation. You know, nature is kind of reliable. You know, we we understand it more or less, and Mm -hmm. so we can base our sharing on that. Uh, What else did we say? Um, we talk about absolute truth and yeah, where does it come from? What's the difference from? between that Why and relative important? truth? Yeah, what is, how is it important with uh, the world? How is it connected to you know the changing of the worlds and stuff? So we talk a lot. Yeah. So have a listen and uh, see how it goes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey man, how you doing? Not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> how about you? I'm all right, man. Welcome to another episode of Death Charge. <laughs> yeah, uh, randomly timed episode of the of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. The last the last time I I, I put out the uh, the episode was was like after we recorded for one month. Right. That's how how much of a shithole I was. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this fucking third wave is 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 fucked up, man. It's so, it's 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 dragging my ball so hard. <laughs> I can't even. I kind of like it now. <laughs> I can't. I can't even use the phrase third wave to me. It's just like at this point. I don't know what I like. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, you can use the phrase ball dragging. Ball dragging. It's a better phrase than third wave. Yeah. <laughs> 
third wave is like third Reich or something. It's just like negative. <laughs> it's supposed to be negative. There's no fucking positive from this third know, wave know, at all. I know, I know, I know. It's like, I mean, all right. In all due respect to all the people that went through a lot of wars, like a lot of people in our time right now feels like this fucking pandemic is like a wartime scenario without the rape and the massacre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, did I tell you, like, some t- I've, uh, now I'm like very careful just because I'm old enough in life to have uh, had this happen to me a few times where um, I think oh man, this is this sucks, this situation sucks, I don't care, what, <laughs> I give up, I don't care what happens now. And then, like, immediately, I think we talked about this before, but then immediately afterwards, things get even worse. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I, I wish I hadn't wished this on myself. <laughs> I didn't realize. And the weird thing about life is, you, there's all, I'm actually not sure that there's a, a bottom. This is like, you know, Peter, you have this phrase, <laughs> rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that there is one. I think it maybe like, can always get worse. Well, that's... I think that's true in a sense. <laughs> so, I, th- I think that's true. I so, think rock bottom is like you you die. No, so <laughs> like to turn this to the positive like uh, side of things. So every time, so now like I try if I can. Oh man, this sucks. But I try and think. Well, fuck. I know for a fact because I've experienced this a few times now. My life's tripped me up a few times that things can get worse. So I'm just going to be thankful for what's still good that it's not getting worse. You know, in actual yeah, fact, I, I, let me bring in Noam Chomsky here because this is really cool because I remember um, thinking that he was one of the few sane voices when um, you, when uh, Trump got elected. He, he was like interviewed a few times mm. and uh, he was asked about this thing. Well, people say that Hillary's just as bad or she'll be a greater warmonger and this or that. He said, listen, I... I really don't. Hillary Clinton is a terrible candidate. The, the Democrats could almost not have picked anybody worse. But I, she's still uh, more progressive on many things that are important to me and to most Americans mm. than Trump is. And if we, like, someone like Trump will just basically set us back even further. And he, you know, he's Tomsky, so he's got lots of stuff on the tip of his tongue that he just like facts. Yeah. That, you know, so he said, when Trump's over, we'll find ourselves having to fight back from an even worse place. Mm. I, so, because it, it's true. Um, there is another view. The other view was uh, Trump lets you see how bad things really are, so you can start to think in more radical ways about how to fix <laughs> things. But anyway, so that I'm, could I, be. I'm just trying to, you know, yeah. claim that. Uh, <laughs> It's, yeah, I, I try to, it doesn't always work for me, as you know, because like last time we did the podcast, I was like, I was in a trough and feeling, um, yeah, feeling uh, unmotivated and unenthused. And, uh, but still. Well, it doesn't sound like it. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> no, it you know, did. You know how you could hear it? I listened back to some of it. I couldn't stand to listen to all of it, but I, <laughs> I, uh, I just was like, it Lethargic. was <laughs> you would say things you you were keeping the conversation rolling i would be like the uh and then I, these ridiculous that, it pauses it wasn't that bad man no there were there were there were these uh, ridiculous pauses <laughs> and you filled it with laughter and so, <laughs> seriously that's that's what <laughs> because that's what it was laughable it, that's mm. why i put in the fucking laughing it, <laughs> it was laughable everything uh, was laughable yeah, it wasn't right. that bad i enjoyed it 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 got it got a little bit no it, I enjoyed it mm. for for what it was 
for what it's worth for not giving a fuck <laughs> no i really no i, I did it. i realized uh, that uh, most thankfully most of the dark thoughts stayed in my head no i think it's a good reflection of time sure you sure. know i think if it, it it was more slow beat like this is more upbeat mm. i i can feel it this is more upbeat that was more slow beat and and but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to take it even further, when I say, like, you know, things can always get worse, I really mean, like, that this is, uh, you know, uh, as bad as things get in a third wave, if you want to call it that, it's still paradise compared to what it could, what life can be. Oh, sure. I, I just sure. I just listened to uh, Dan sure. Carlin, the last I, I episode agree. of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History on the um, Second World War, the end of the Second World War. Yeah. And that's, that's horrors of horrors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Yeah, women, children being vaporized, slaughtered, uh, people bashing their own parents' heads in, children, uh, parents bashing their own children's heads in, uh, like unbelievable ho uh, horror of horrors. I, I, I know, man. I mean, I study these things too. You know, I love, I love studying about World War Two. Why? Because to remind us to never go back to that fucking stage in our history again. Right. And I'm not sure if we really... <laughs> we learned our lesson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, all these things, there's a lot of cyber war going. There's a lot of, you know, power, you know, trying to balance things and shit like that. And I, I don't know, man. There's so many greed in this world. And it's, it's, it's appalling, especially in, in uh, the government in Thailand of what it's doing now. You know, with the budget and shit. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to sh say this shit. I'm not in a fucking communist country, you know. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuck, fuck that. This is podcast. This is going all around the world. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's why I, th I think that's why I still want to do this podcast. You know, because it's an outlet that that we don't have uh, some government or somebody to come and say like don't say this shit I yeah. can say whatever the fuck you, I want you know and thank you for, you for you at home who are listening right now you know mm. better yet you know come and give us some feedback we're lonely <laughs> I was thinking to myself earlier what do you do a podcast on when you know that you don't have many listeners <laughs> it's kind of an interesting question in the sense of uh <laughs> You know, like the freedom and also like, you know, because, uh, yeah, so like we and, and also we don't have a particularly serious topic. Like imagine we, we did. A, It's I don't pretty know. serious. Well, no, but what I mean is like imagine that we were like an expert on some particular thing. Like imagine if we like one of us was an expert in existential risk or uh, mental health or something. Then we would have like this kind of prof professional responsibility to speak from uh, from a place of knowledge to those who c came looking to, to us for real knowledge that they could apply in their lives nobody's coming to us looking for real knowledge <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> are you saying like Except, all the fucking no. music business and all the like you know all the just, guide of like the music things. i was just about to i was and just about to say apart from that no and like you have like this philosophical thing that i think it helps people to digest um you know negativity into a positivity kind of sense <laughs> this is like both of us in our own fucking <laughs> therapy uh <-huh. laughs> 
No, but what you know? Why I feel like this is important? It always remind me of like you know when there's near apocalypse and. You know, like if you're watching in like some old movie near Yellowstone, there's this fucking guy in his fucking trailer. Like, <laughs> you're talking about Sweet Tooth now. Oh well, well no, but I mean like, uh, well we've okay maybe the same. Happened in a few. No, it happens in a few right? movies. I've seen it. Yeah, you're right. You know, like <laughs> whereas like there's this guy so niche, so niche. There's 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 some group of people who are willing to you know spare their time and listen to us. To maybe it will grow a little bit of uh, seed or some inspiration that will will you know help his or her society. Hmm. Hey, I think you just introed pretty well what um, we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today, which is like the world. Yeah. When I say the world, like imagine the world in quotation marks. You know, like what what do we mean by the world or the real world or uh, Uh, yeah, no, you know what? Do, what do we mean? Because it's not as obvious as you mm. think. Like, uh, like you know, we live now in this age of scientific realism. Or you know, in this age, when you say the world, people kind of tend to think about physical, you know, the physical universe and this kind of thing. Mm. But that's not the definition because. Um, because not everybody agrees on it, you know. Mm. Not everybody thinks this way. Mm. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think the real world is? <laughs> the world. Oh man, you know, for a dreamer like me, sometimes it's it's, it's it feels like we it's, it's feel like I'm I'm living in a parallel universe sometimes, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, it's like I'm. Um, I'm constantly. You know. You know what a real world is. You. You think it is. I. It, you have to. You have to have like a concrete world where you feel like you. You standing in or you. You know where you are. Mm. But sometimes the reality is so harsh that you. You. You want to live in your dream more. You know. And I I feel like like at some part of sometime in your life you 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 wish you were in in that dream and you never really want to wake up from it you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I, well, I hear that. I mean, I've I've woken up from dreams. Uh, not it's not every kind of dream that's like this. There are a lot, a lot of dreams, you know. And um, you wake up from a dream, and you feel, ah, oh, that was a, that was a foolish fantasy. <laughs> They're in insignificant, but I have woken up from dreams thinking, shit, that was more real than. I have woken up thinking that that was more real than this life, than this world, and the reason being would be that, like for example, I had one particular dream, and my dream was like just full of creative ideas and art and things and mm. like I I think maybe that sense of it being so rich and beautiful artistic creative made me feel like that was more real real than this world and and that's happened in a, a mm. number of I, times I feel that yeah uh, but so like the reason why I sort of picked this topic is because um 
I've been thinking about it for ages, and like it, this idea crystallized in my mind over a period of time mm. that the what we mean by the world, the real world, is actually a, the shared world, and that's why when you say uh, you know I sometimes feel like I'm in my own world. Mm. Well, that's true for all of us. We all, in in a sense, but if it wasn't for the shared world, there wouldn't exist the world. Uh, there wouldn't exist the world. There would just be me. True. You know what I mean? It would, it would, it would, the world is... Um, the sh- a shared world means... It could be anything, like shared conception of the world, shared understanding of the world, the myths, different... If you look back in history... Um, you know, you can see like the religions, the origin myths, uh, the um, le- how people understand the world. If pe- when people, for example, when you look back at a period, say medieval, like European history, and everybody understood I'm sh- that um, that in their their view, the world was. I didn't. I don't think they. I don't know how they pictured the earth, uh, the the pl- like the physical universe, but they just imagined everything had been created by by God. They had no concept of uh, how old. They had very limited concept of how old the, the universe was or anything like that. But they imagined that everything had been created by by God as is, and was sort of um, you know that's just one example of a shared understanding, right? Mm. Uh, and then different cultures all around the world have different shared understandings. They have like understandings of their own origin myth of the people there are people like for example uh you know a particular tribe somewhere oh you know we came uh, along like this our our ancestors with these people they did this um or you know this guy invented uh, some hunting technique or i've right but you can imagine you know i know we have so cultural ideas and the language this is this is all shared um that that's that's the world, I think, the shared world. Hmm. You know, and and pre you know previously we didn't have this globalized world, so you lived with you you, you sort of True. your idea your idea was like limited. The number of people you interacted with was much more for most people around the world was like much more limited. And you know, for, for example, if you just you never met anybody from outside of a radius of like thirty miles from where you grew up and died <laughs> let's just say yeah. um, then that's a you know you share the world much more because everybody you don't have this fracturedness and uh, conspiracy-ness that you have in the world right now because mm. everybody can agree oh that plant will kill you if you die and you don't you, you don't doubt it because the people who've told you this are um, you're your elders, your relatives, etc. If you, if you might even know someone who died from eating it or something that mm. like this, mm. you know. So we, that's the con, that's the, how you share the world. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about this? I, is, do you think that's sound true to you that the, yeah. the, the world is the shared world? It is. <laughs> I mean, in some religions, in some beliefs, I mean, they never really believe that this is their world anywhere. You know, um, you know. There, there's a you know. There's a afterlife in in many beliefs that believe that that world is what they'll 
they want to be in. You know, if you look at like Egyptian, well, because I've been looking at documentaries and stuff about mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Egyptology. Egyptology, yeah. Yeah, Egyptology. So it seems like a lot of things that are on the wall are things that people are dreaming mm-hmm. more than the reality itself of what is actually happening in, in their society. Right. You know. Of you know raising you know have a lot of uh, carps and have a lot of uh, cattles and go and uh, wife and you know all serving all these things. Yeah, yeah, but but that's the thing. You you started reading Jung man and his symbols, right? Yeah, right. So right. there are archetypes in dreams. So in other words, um, just because a dream in one sense happens inside your own mind. It doesn't mean it can't be shared. Like people have similar dreams, true, true. and there are reasons. Uh, well, we don't hate, we don't even have to get into the reasons why people might have similar dreams, I and mean, mm. we could. But um, no, but what I'm saying is that's still part of the world, right? I'm not. Ta- I'm not sorry. I, I I got too caught up in like this physical world uh, things, but in actual fact, you know, if, if so, if people live in a very small geographic physical area of the world and they're aware of just so yeah. many sort of things in the natural world in actual fact their imaginings about the afterlife and sort of uh, their mythology yeah. that might be actually the bigger part of their world yeah, yeah, you know what I mean so, sure all of true. that might be much bigger than yeah. the for them than the, the yeah. you know the the past origin stories which they can't see the, yeah. the future world which they believe they're going to which they can't see yeah. and the, the order of the creation how it came about yeah. blah 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 yeah, yeah. Like all of that's still the world because if, yeah. if people share it yeah if they don't share it then I I don't know you know that's not like so imagine imagine uh, you know someone from one of those that society the mm-hmm. ancient Egypt say yeah has a kind of psychotic episode or something and he sees a totally different world mm. a different stuff yeah he he might not be inclined to tell anybody about it, mm. or if he does, he's not going to say. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, what's he going to say about it to someone else? He's not going to say. <laughs> it depends. It depends what what he thinks it is, right? Mm. If he's like totally convinced, he might say, "Hey, the world's not like we thought, or I thought," mm. or or he might just say, oh, "It's a fantasy." Right? Yeah. It's easy to just if it if you. You can share a fantasy. Yeah. You say, it's a fantasy. It's just happened in my mind or something. But, yeah, but some people don't be- really believe it's a fantasy. They, they, they really think... Like, oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm not, not what I'm getting at. I'm the, so the... Share, no, the, what's on the walls of the, those um, tombs and shrines and the temples, etc. in ancient Egypt, that's a shared world. Yeah, that's not fantasy. True, true, true. That's not fantasy. That's, well, uh, you know, that's a, vi- a vision, a shared vision of... Stuff yeah. that's, um, you know, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. The, the more, the more I I, I, I learn about, well, it start really with the movie Mummy. Actually, <laughs> then it's just, you know, it just gets me to 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 really, uh, I don't know, kind of search more about all those symbols. Like because I was I was kind of astounded by it. Like when they found, you know, when I study about the. Uh, the mummy um, prince, uh, what is that? The famous um, Tutankhamun. Yeah, Tutankhamun. Yeah, 
and how beautiful the the coffin was. It's, but that's just like one aspect of 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 the uh, the the pharaohs and all this thing. But this is like, if if you are a, a commoner, a high priest, and something like that, it's it's really just think about yeah. it. Seven. That we don't have many words from ancient Egyptian, but mm. I'm I'm in. We are, we say like in Christian world, right? Mm. Or not just Christian world, actually. I think is Islam. They also say that. Maybe uh, amen. Mm. That's an Egyptian word. Mm, mm, mm. It's, it sounds yeah. Egyptian. Yes, yeah, but it isn't. Yeah, it is it, Egyptian. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, shit. There's so many many things that we we haven't really found about, like the the ancient world of how really un- we really understand the way they live and you know some like before we we always see like what the pharaohs always write on the wall, but we don't really know mm. the history of. Of what really happened in 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 that world, right? And we can't get we are, we can't get into their minds very easily, right? We a little bit. I mean, historians try. They say, "Oh yeah, you know, they were obsessed with the afterlife and they blah." That's how they saw things. I mean, they're trying to, but we actually, you know, yeah, like you know, if you pick any, if you pick any man or woman on the street, right? Mm. Uh, in a certain place, a city, I don't know, in Chiang Mai or Bangkok or New York, you, I don't know, you have like some idea of what kind of thoughts run through their head, right? Mm, you know, you, thoughts about like how they to make a living, the, how the economics of the world, how the power structures of the world are important to them. They have some idea of like the physical universe from their yeah. account, mm-hmm. education system. Yeah. But can can you picture what's inside the head of a <laughs> ancient Egyptian? Yeah, a, a little, a little. I mean, you know it's, that they, it's hard. I, I, I can't. It's, it's really hard. It's, it's. I don't know. I don't know what to expect anymore. Since like seeing, seeing all this discovery and amazing, and why, why would they stuff a fucking cat, <laughs> mummified a fucking cat into a? <laughs> it's yeah, so. Right. It, it, it's. I don't know. I don't know. That means like, people in that time, in in the ancient Egypt time, really care. About the afterlife, right? They really care. They about really the care. Right. That means there's something. Maybe there's something really beautiful going on in their life that they really want to take it with them, or right. something in their life is so horrible that they wish, like in their afterlife, they they can have this dream as well. Yeah. So that we, yeah, we, there's so much we don't know about their, uh, you know religious or like i don't know you know spiritual practices rituals i i do know like from uh listening to uh brian murarescu on rogan you know he wrote a book called um uh twilight of the gods no what's he he's he's written a book about the lucian mystery lucian mysteries and the fact that psychedelics have now been found in the ancient wine vessels of, mm. of people across the Mediterranean and in and in ancient Egypt so like it's known that the ancient Egyptians were the, some of the first people to make beer they had other so bread they, too right and yeah. so they yeah they find like beer is like more ancient though I think it's quite a bit more ancient as far as I know anyway so but they found all, like all these Herbs and potentially psychoactive substances left in residues in these like wine vessels. Yeah. So, like, imagine that you, you know, imagine that you take part in rituals where there are like 
very strong psychedelic substance that's been consumed, <laughs> and you see these visions, sure. and they, you might think you might interpret that as, "Hey, that's the world we're going to," or you know, that's the. So they might. I mean, not just believe in it. They might. They might. They might have felt. They. There might be people who had experience of. They might think, "I know exactly where I'm going." It's yeah. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They might have like. Yeah. Had some kind of taste of it, yeah. So, so to speak. I, I I totally understand. I think it has to do with the vision that that each person has. I think the world that we live in now, or anywhere in, in particular, in 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 through the times of you know, of uh, humankind, is that we we live in a world where people built the world, mm -hmm. the shared world, right, from their dreams. From their dreams, mm. because you know it's a vision. Visions, right? It's yeah. a vision in their yeah. dreams, right? And they feel like, shit, that that is utopia, right? I want to create something from that vision. Yeah. So you know that's how you know skyscraper happened, and you know how people are like in the <clears throat> in the you know expanding like you know. Uh, colon uh, colonial time where people just like you know ship out of the uh, like especially UK you know just ship out and go find new lands and right. you know all those things I mean even before the time be even before that when when the um, Eskimo you know they they travel from Russia yeah to and go to Alaska you know by by foot because you know the willingness to just like expand as That's, a human being yeah like so if you sort of look at ideas about the expansion of humans out of africa we, you know we eventually get all around the world including yeah. like yeah. you say to the north pole and uh, to australia and it's in one sense it's pretty fast it's also pretty slow it takes hundreds of, i think someone worked it out i forget i like I forget what the rate of expansion, but someone worked it out. It's like, you know, it, it, if it was like uh, two kilometers a year, mm. that, then it doesn't sound very fast, but two, two kilometers a year gets you to Australia pretty quickly given enough years, right? Mm. I, I, it might not be two, even two kilometers a year, I, whatever, but yeah, yeah you know, yeah. We, we slow, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're but Australia is a special case. Australia is a, it is a special case. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like, I'm not really sure like the in, indigenous uh, people um, in Australia, where they really come, they, they came from, right? But they're, they're, I think now there's, it's getting a little bit clearer because of um, genetic profiling. So you can like do genetic, you can find out... Um, you know who who they're genetically similar to in other parts of the world. I think they're actually like there's some correspondence between their genotypes and uh, people in parts of India. So yeah, they're so so interesting. I mean, well, it must be. I yeah, mean, you, have, you, come, yeah. you have to come across the land mass because yeah. to get to Australia that far back, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are, we are uh, totally talking about like anthropology here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny, but the but the like yeah, Australians. Our native Australians are unusual case because they have this unusually long cultural memory, right, like a unique right, in the history right, right. in the world. Yeah. You know, stretches back tens of thousands of years. Yeah, I mean, for people to live in that land, you know, 
it's, it's, dang, it's a dangerous place. <laughs> I mean, to get there, you have to pass like great white shark, and then, <laughs> and then you you get upon land, and there's this fucking like <laughs> uh, snakes and spider that would kill you in an instant, you know? Right. <laughs> and there's fucking kangaroo who you think is a nice, and <laughs> they punch you, and <laughs> fucking kangaroos. <laughs> oh man yeah but the shared world Um, i think so i mean i think i think the world we live in is 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 built from from the vision of like yeah it's built from beliefs yeah for sure so what so like the interesting thing now you could you know on one hand people are sort of uh surprised and disturbed i mean we're all i'm disturbed too at the fractiousness of the world you know that we're like can be at each other's throats politically ideologically etc but if you if you look at the big picture it's not so surprising because now you have Mm. we have a global world we can communicate like instantly with anybody in any part of it right right more or less less. you know whether whether we understand each other is like a different a totally different question but you know the the problem with is now you can see that you have people with different histories, uh, right. different cultures, different language, different myths, different traditions of evolving histories, etc. You know, different histories, and now you're asking all of these people, different people, different cultures, different nation, blah blah blah, to share a world. Right now, that that sounds like hard, right? That sounds like harder. Mm. We do share in one sense. What we sh- we can share because, you know. Uh, the technology allows us to see similar stuff in our f- screens and phones, right? right. From the, um, and it's clear. And one of the things about like science is that it's it, it's is its reliability in the sense that you know you it it pro- it's it's like a magic that can prove itself, you know. It's a ma- it's a magic that still works when you know how it's done. Right, an unusual kind of magic that still works, even when you know how, even when you understand how it's done. Uh, so we share stuff in that sense, um, but you can also see that some, like the breaking down of the shared world, hmm. um, uh, like especially around moral questions, political questions, class questions. Uh, uh, some cultural uh, value questions, you know, we we stop sharing. I wonder why. Well, be, you know, there's why. I wonder why. What 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 really caused the well? Okay, the, you know the div- you know the uh, the divide, the diversion. Um. Well, what caused it? No. Well shit because i don't think are i don't think humans really believe this that this is one world um if we truly believe that it's a shared world then we are living in a greed space yeah well that's those are some of the things right so this is um i mean i guess that's the crux of uh yuval harari's book sapiens and he's uh, you know in there he talks about 
what we've kind of been talking about from his perspective is that we share stories, human beings share stories. So in other words, mm. like in one particular culture, they share a story of creation, how the world was created, where the people come from, what, what the value of our tribe, our group, our yeah. people is, yeah. you know, our culture is, um, what it's about, yeah. what, um, how we should live. And he's saying that um, the most powerful stories that have held the world together are starting to fail. And mm. for example, he said that humanism and capitalism, cap so in other words, like capitalism as an economic system is really pretty brutal when it's not tied to humanism. In sure. other, and human Definitely. the humanistic element is that you should try and take care of the l less fortunate, disadvantaged by accidents of birth and mm. uh, you know location and blah 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 and so he's he you know he's arguing that it's starting to fall apart mm. and you know and it's easy to make it's easy to look at it's, it's easy to attack it from a historical perspective because you just mentioned like you know the colonial powers well they went around the world saying hey mm. we're better we're bringing you civilization uh but we're taking we're taking over, but um, you know that's because we just know how to do things better. Now, <laughs> now, like it's pretty clear in the in the light of today in today's light that they were just uh, greedy and they just and they just wanted to take that's the and, that's and they were willing world. to justify uh, and you know was and those expeditions they were paid for by corporations. Yeah. They, they, you know, the right. corporations in the world, like the East India Company, they would go and sort of get permission from the King of England or something to go yeah. and do this. But yeah. he gave the permission because they said, well, we'll bring you back a share of your share of the wealth. Yeah. True. So it's all it's about money, power. It still right? is. No, exactly. It still, it still is. And, you know, that's what they call thing, powers in the world now neocolonialists because, um, you know, they do things uh, not in terms of cultural superiority but they they say oh you know we we, we want to bring you the same uh values of democracy and blah 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 you know <laughs> that we have uh, you know you need this take it yeah <laughs> uh, something Man, like that right <clears throat> I, uh, you know what's a good example in in today's uh world look at this look at what is happening in myanmar right mm. if we have more humanism in this fucking world where like the you know the g8 or whatever the fucking those fucking countries are they should be look into what's happening like the way they look like what happened in iraq or in libya you know trying to overthrow all those kind of things with the and uh, you know there's okay. nothing to gain right because there's no there's like like people like the country like fucking americas and you know uk or china or anything they feel like they don't need to intervene anything in myanmar because they feel like there's nothing to get there's nothing there's not uh, any value in right. myanmar there's no profit okay so that's part of it but the other part of it is because they're scared that people don't won't accept like for example every time that there has been an intervention it's exactly uh this why why did you do that were you just were you really trying to help or were you trying to get the oil were you um uh you that know never stop 
I right. understand what you what what, what you what you what you raising, but that never stopped them from invading anyway, because yeah. there's always something that is profitable to that country that is invading uh, that other country, right? Like Iraq or Libya, there's always oil behind that uh, that fiasco. Yeah, yeah, but now now they can't take like for example, um, you know, they still need. The support of their populations to do this. Politicians are so. Maybe you're right. Maybe they would go if they thought that there was profit in them, but they still need uh, a willing. They 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 their electorate to to go along with it, right? It's not just one country going in. It's a UN nation, isn't it? Who's going to intervene? The massacre, uh, you know, the manslaughter is going on in Myanmar. Look, if this were happening in Thailand, in a sense of like manslaughtering and all those things happen, just a fraction of what Myanmar is doing, China and America will be at their throats trying to come in and try to overtake us, for sure, hands down. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lavish gain in having us as an ally. Or being able to control this part of the Southeast Asia, if they were going to Myanmar, they won't be controlling shit, man. Hmm. That's what they think, you know. Like, oh, why would I be in, you know, in this jungle? I'll probably just cut up all the fucking trees and burn down the fucking temple and shit like that. <laughs> well, no, that's just that's that's. You see, this this they they don't have a. There's nothing used to them. Um, yeah. I, I feel I feel that's uh, I think that's one you know this is just like very rational but it's just like you know it's just one of the things I feel like there's if if this were happening in Thailand it would be a totally different story you know there would always be a lot of uh, intervene from from the foreign powers to to come and you know take part for sure um, why because Um, Thailand is a strategic area, and Burma's not. <sighs> not in their eyes. Well, uh, Thailand's had uh, loads of coups, and nobody came and intervened. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not not directly, not militarily. I mean, there's no? like there's a lot of intervention. I know, there. I know. There's like <laughs> like in economic and other ways. Yeah, but. Um, There's things, man. But you're right. They probably, they probably, you know, there's other ways of like in instead of in, you know, uh, man invasion, they they can invade in in, you know, economic and other ways. No, I, I, like I I think that um, the reason why there's no intervention in Burma is definitely what you say. The you know, if there was a clear motive, like a oh, man. Uh, They've got all. They've got like all of the world's oil resources. We better sort that out. Mm. That that would that would change. That would focus some international power players' attention. That's sure. But the other just thing is that they we they're given. There's no shared world political worldview that's strong enough at the moment, e e even in uh, a subset of countries to to say, you know, they might like e even if. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but you know, you, people just don't agree. Like I can't. There is no um, intervention that people will agree on. I like I 
perhaps in my ignorance, thought the term that the UN, you know, intervened in Kosovo, Yugoslavia, former mm. Yugoslavia, mm -hmm. when there was a, you know, civil war going on right. and a alleged genocide. I think, I mean, I wouldn't even say alleged, but I tried to talk to someone about this and this guy lived in Yugoslavia and he said, oh no, that was all fake. There was no genocide. Uh, there was all, so, I mean, in mm. Yugoslavia, there was no, it was, they didn't go in for oil, but there, there are, uh, there are plenty of people that don't that believe that that was just about limiting Russia's influence or blah blah or something or another or mm. uh, you know a lot of people don't believe that that was done for any good reason yeah, that intervention yeah. in Kosovo. Yeah. Um, I, now I, I have a different view because I actually met someone who took a private <coughs> air force in there. Mm. Wow. Actually, I'd, I'd never thought I would meet someone like this in my life, but I actually met here in Chiang Mai someone who fl who organized or part jointly was part of organizing a private, you would call it mercenary air force, but, yeah. he, but from his perspective, he was going in there to protect hmm. a population from being yeah. uh, decimated, wow. wiped yeah. out. Yeah. So... No, so then we, so we clearly do not have a shared view of these kind of things. No, you know, we don't. If, 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 if an international community, UN, whoever went into um, Burma right now, some people would, plenty of people would disagree on why they were going in there, whether it was really for humanitarian reasons mm. or blah, right. blah, blah. Right. Plenty of people would. Right. And I think that's a huge part of why they're afraid to do it. Moral Probably courage. True. Moral courage is... Probably true, man. You know, is undermined. Yeah. <clears throat> what's sad about it is like my I mean Thai government actually kind of support this fucking things that are going on in in the in Myanmar in a way too you know not the right not that likely but it's it's just something that is it's kind of boggling in my mind yeah <laughs> so yeah. that's one of yeah that's kind of like a view of what the world we live in right now it's like man I feel I feel lost for words for 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 the way that things are running in 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 the mid year of uh, 2021. You know, it's just like, fuck. We we are at the stage of like economic break uh, meltdown in Thailand. You know, a lot of SME small businesses are are, are shutting down. Right. And <clears throat> you understand, like when we talk about the world, I think. A lot of people worlds are dreams, you know, and a lot of dreams are crumbling down. Right. Their reality is in shamble, you know, like mm -hmm. there's no pay, there's no, you know, there's, there's not enough money to buy food on the table. For fam there's like debts coming in, debt collectors, you know. Yeah. People are, are are losing faith in whatever they they believe is reality, you know. Uh, some I mean something that's definitely coming like stronger into consciousness in Thailand is that people are really starting to see more people are really starting to see that the way the country's being run it has been run to serve uh, a, min a minority, the power of the powerful. Oh, definitely. I, that's true in in like all around the world. 
but what, I, what I'm just saying is that that's something that's like especially sort of becoming more conscious in uh, Thailand right now. It's dangerous. I think it's very dangerous. And with today's like uh, how fast the information it can go, you know, people will definitely you know try to try to intervene this. But yet again. The educational system in some of the uh, country really limits from a lot of people, like the majority, to really understand what's behind the door. You know what's what is really their agendas. You know. Okay, I think I slightly disagree with this, uh, like premise or the where you're going with that, because you know the edu education systems all, all around the world for a long, long time have been designed and built to serve. Industry to serve the, the powers that be, corporations, mm. the governments. You know, it's it's just famously well known that you know all the school systems of Europe and everywhere they're designed to output people suitable for the corporations to to mm. use. Oh, what? Hey, guys, uh, what do you need? Oh, we need uh, uh, you know we need engineers, we need corporations, we need this, we need, we need uh, economists, etc., bankers. Send us some of those, please. Mm -hmm. Not. Education systems are not primarily designed to uh, direct children to a fulfilling yeah, that's, life. That's, I mean, did John John Jandai talk, talked about that in his books. That, that's uh, what I'm I'm, I'm, agree, I'm agreeing uh, to you okay, on that. Right. I'm definitely. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, th I thought what you were saying was that uh, the the wealthy have access to good education and the no, poor no, don't. No, oh, okay, no, sorry, no. I misunderstood it's, you. Uh, no, the, the, yeah, the yeah. educational system is not, is not built enough for people in the majority to, to really understand how to, you know, to tell from what, you know, left and right and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. stuff oh, like that. Okay, then I agree with like you. The, yeah. what, what you just said. Yeah. Then they're not taught to be able for people to think in in <clears throat> in terms of like critical thinking, right? I think we we, we touch a little bit about this, but yeah. I think it's so important that we touch on it again. Is like how education is so important, mm. but it has to be the right education and the right foundation, right? Because they everybody can debate, like the government would debate, like look, we put fucking school in every every area, even in fucking hard to go mm. places. Yeah. But what the fuck are you teaching them? Right. You're teaching them to abide by your fucking rules. You're not even teaching them how to think. Hmm. You're teaching them to generate more money for the higher being. <laughs> you know, it's just like, God, we're not even yeah. the same human anymore. Like, we have mm -hmm. to put you in a fucking pedestal. You are in power, and you, I have to, like, respect you because you have the power. Fuck you, man. It's like, fuck that shit. This is like... This is so wrong, you know. How can we, as a human being, progress in this in this society like that? I, mm. I'm I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I I wasn't brought up that way, to to you know like to you know bend my knees unless I was going down or somebody. Yes. Right. Right. So Pr praise where praise is due. <laughs> right. Oh man, I think we we touch a lot into that huh. that 
fucking politic um well i do have some ideas like you know how we can share worlds because you know mm. uh, how we can share the world and how we cannot like and we you can yeah you're talking about it i mean you know if people like people you know if people start to think like in terms of community again you know i mean it's a it's a horribly abused word 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 in our world life these days but you know when people do things together communally like farming like stuff then they can share a, a vision right and when people working for comp organizations or whatever when they have unions and they understand their situation vis-a-vis -vis the the owners of the companies etc then then mm -hmm. you know that's a different kind of vision of things and when people you know, yeah just you know co collectively try and understand how society and the economics of things are functioning uh you, you know i i think um that it's this localization idea this small enterprises l doing everything possible f in the local community is really uh maybe the way forward and the, and a lot of the sort of factors that have been pulling us in the other direction the sort of like globalization and um, concentrations of power are in the wrong direction. Mm. You know, so I, I accept that some some things have to be um, organized at a, uh, a centralized level because, mm. like we I, we gave this example. You know, you can't. Uh, this example has been given that you can't organize global aviation at a at the level of a village. Mm, you know, right, you have to right. agree some rules, and you have yeah, to decide, yeah, uh, otherwise yeah. planes will be falling out of the sky. Yeah, so some sure. things do have to be managed, like in a centralized way. But um, anything that can be done, like on a local level, so as so that people don't get exploited, mm. people need to to have power over their lives in mm. in these areas. You know, if corporations go to a poor area of the world and start like industrial farming and just basically everybody just becomes a cog in the wheel of this industrial system instead of like growing mm. food and for themselves and mm. then, then that's all all that's wrong and mm. you know um yeah th those people have been sacrificed in in this like globalization worldview the, 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 yeah so too many people have been sacrificed i think so and that's, right, and, that's why, right. and that's why the shared worldview has been breaking down because yeah. people can see they've been sacrificed yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. How do we minimize the loss in that sense? I'm trying to make it, you know, connecting the dots of like, you know, I think the world, like the globalization is, is growing is growing at a very very fast rate globalization yep but somehow the condition of living is not growing in the same rate mm. which is kind of weird as you know if the if the world is getting smaller in terms of like connection mm. shouldn't the growing rate be faster um well they've been selling this idea of um that you know they've been just selling this idea forever that if the economies keep growing then eventually everybody so they sell this idea of 
You know, people are getting lifted out of absolute poverty. There's less people living on less than a dollar a day than blah, blah, blah. Mm. Some of that might be true, mm. but basically sure. the focus is in the wrong place. You know, they're basically saying, you let us grow the economy. You let us create massive wealth. Uh, don't worry about the fact that um, there are now almost trillionaires, etc. You know, the people have hundreds of billions of dollars. The corporations like own so much of the, of the world, etc. Don't worry about that because it's good in the end because it creates so much wealth that uh, everybody can uh, share in it and the technology that comes out of it. Hmm. But that's like, it's kind of, the focus is all at the wrong end. It's just like saying, you let us do what we want and then we'll give you some scraps. I mean... Yeah, the, what, that's what's happening. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's, it's totally opposite on what you just raised on the first point. It's so, how, so like one, I think that one way to work out like uh, that is that we have to... Um, kind of share like I said we have to sh I, I'm not getting like it across because it's it's hard for me to to think about as well you know that we kind of share things you know humanly face to face and reason the reason why I think this is so important is because we can see what happens when too much of the sharing it is via intermediaries like Facebook and YouTube and whatever mm. then you can get people living in the flat earth world because True. because if, if you start to believe stuff from it's all through the medium of youtube and then youtube's algorithms and you're seeing these guys they seem pretty convincing with their videos and blah 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 you know like their diagrams and you, and in, like back to the beginning of where i came in with this if you mm -hmm. if you're like uh start believing in flat earther you really are living in a different world because in your head you're no longer picturing the same world that me and you are picturing oh true think about it true you're imagining some fucking glass bowl over the top of a flat saucer and you don't know what the fuck the stars and the moon are they're just some lights sort of put up there to mm -hmm. fool you or something mm -hmm. or other I don't know I mean mm -hmm. you know you're living in a totally different world then you're not sharing with uh, people around you anymore yeah. you kind of you, you're live it, you still live in one part of one city or one part of the one country or a village or a town or whatever yeah. you still live there and there are people around you but you're not sharing a vision of the world with those people around you. Yeah. You're sharing this weird warped vision of the world yeah. uh, with people across the internet. True. And, and they're all living in these weird bubbles as, as well. Yeah. That's no... You can't, you can't do anything with that kind of share, shared connection between yeah. those nodes of YouTube. Yeah. That's, that's useless. Yeah. That's totally useless. Yeah. So to sh share the world, you can... Like, for example, if you share some of the things we've been talking about yeah. like music in, in the music community or if you do like some shared farming cooperatives or mm. you know you, you communally manage the water the land f free from chemicals you know what i mean you manage like your you you um are the guardian of the the natural world in your area etc you know mm -hmm. you look after the you look after your people, your your land in your area. You you can manage that, and then you can share a worldview. Right. But trying to share, I mean, there are people that share ideas across the internet in sort of like collaborative ways that build up. Like, but it's not the same. You know, uh, mm. it's still very frag fragmented. Uh, I I'm not sure. I I think maybe that um, we've kind of fooled ourselves to think that we can. Um, we can share the world across these networks, computer networks. We might have fooled ourselves 
into thinking how far that's possible. Hmm. I don't think I don't think we're fooling ourselves because we see evidence that it works. Because a lot of people believe, you know, in flat Earth. Oh yeah, but it work. No, I'm talking about like when it works. Yeah, it does work in that sense, but it doesn't. Um, if it can work in that sense, it can work in the other sense too. Hmm. You know, a lot of people are using social media as their new, uh, you know, input. You know. I t- okay. I tell you why not because there's too much technology in it and all technology is doing is getting faster and faster so yes. technology from a few years ago just is is archaic and useless um, it's changing so fast therefore it's not stable therefore you can't share it What's, what can we share the reason why we can share the natural world so much better is the natural world evolves at a much slower pace the trees the trees <coughs> like The trees are not all red one day and all blue the next day. They're reliable. Yeah. They, they, you know, they shed their leaves in autumn, if you, depending on the, which part of the world you're in. And you yeah. know, the spring and these cycles are fucking reliable over hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of yeah. years. We can share that stuff. Yes. And we, and what you know, I sometimes like wondered. I was actually thinking of doing a podcast on this, but uh, you know, I was going to argue that. Musicians have like a, an artist have a responsibility, I think, to stay close to nature and to communicate some of these these ancient truths. Because if mm-hmm. if musicians like get too lost in technology, then what a lot of what they're communicating is only good for a few minutes. But that's the thing. There's there's that's the thing. I I totally understand what you what you're saying. But I'm 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 debating. As you know, as a as a good debater, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting an you know another another opposite point of view is like, you know, the thing you know because we have worlds in our heads and musicians now have the technology at the palm of their fingers, you know, they can create music in seconds and be able to share that in seconds. Yeah. So. That's the world. That's the world we live in. The, the, their idea of like a taste of their world is through their music, right? Yeah. And you're right. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of laws in just creating without a sense of like having to understand like you know uh, the depth of 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 that. Okay. Okay. I got no, no, no. no that's a good point. I, li- I like that you put it that way because that's. I agree with that. So, like, the technology is not totally uh, useless. Like you say, you can, you can basically share stuff really fast. I w- I'm trying to get at what is the source of what we share. Like, we should make that reliable, more stable, and things nature is more stable. You know, so if if we, you know, if we like, if as an artist you dig deep into the psyche, like Jung, the uh, the archetypes. You you know you find these fundamental things that are part of the nature of the mind, or you go into nature, like as artists do, and paint the natural world, humans, animals, landscapes, blah blah blah. You know, mm. th- this stuff is, um, or you're influenced by that. You're influenced by that. That stuff is uh, has some essential truth to it, or ancient ancient truth to it, and then you can you can bring that mm. and share it. Through YouTube or Facebook or whatever medium, all you like, use the technology then. But if you instead, if you try and like find the source of your inspiration 
in the in this like technology uh, like and I think many people do do this you know because it is kind of inspiring I mean it's like, or it's novel it's interesting it's like bewildering it's like magical it has some magic to it but what I'm saying is like the the problem is it's 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 turning too churning too fast hmm. and stuff that stuff that um seems like so interesting is actually it's just oh, fuck it's like confetti i mean it's uh, thrown up in the air mm. and it falls and it doesn't ever rise again mm. whereas nature rises again nature's cyclical it's powerful it's uh, it's perennial yeah I, i understand that man the so i'm talking about the sauce now not just like technologies and means yeah, for sharing I, I, like the sauce of what we share i understand i just don't see how how uh, i don't yeah i don't see how <clears throat> i don't know the new the new the new kids on the blocks will we, we really understand what we're talking about because you know information knowledge has been has been compact you know from for 50 years into 10 years mm. now like I mean, we have so many, many knowledge and information in the in the in the cyberspace that we we can really, you know, grasp it mm. and create something that is is faster. But you're right. I mean, um, but is it organic? Mm. I, I think. Well, there are signs like that. Um, I don't know. And what what you're suggesting is is more organic to me. Yeah. Right. But. But in that sense, now, like, because of the knowledge that you know, a me, me, a kid in Sansai can fucking read about, you know, Egypt, e Egyptology, right. you know, or I can, you know, learn about uh, 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 mastering music production, you know, in in weeks, right? And so, does that does that take away, you know? The, the organism of, of things um, hmm. I don't know, don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I mean okay so I think there has to be a balance yeah but perhaps but like in music production so like supposing that you you know there's te technical stuff involved and uh, in music production But I think you'd probably say, based on some of the conversations we've had in the past, that you're not going to get very far just with the technical knowledge if your if your ear isn't developed. If you don't have, yeah, you're right. But man, if I think we've been proving wrong in this fucking few months of like how how people can get acknowledged with you know with not really knowing what they're doing, you know, and they just. You're just really good at something, right? But all other thing is just shit, you know. The, the I mean, the relic is good, the the melody is good, and that's it, right. you know. And it's just there. But the music, the music production wise, it's not really, you know, equal to like maybe like Michael Jackson Thriller or something like that. Mm. You know, it's, it can be compared, but somehow the acknowledgement that this new uh, guy gets it's just you know could be the same irrelevant 
with the money that puts through and comparing to dealer music production, you know, it's like it's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm not. I'm not saying that right. It's, it's some. Uh, th this is like a, totally off at a bit of a tangent, but um, I like recently was listening to some like classical recordings, and I couldn't believe that. You know, because if you if you listen to recordings of blues or early jazz, the qualities like back in the thirties, nineteen thirties, like yeah. what, what you know, the quality is obviously like really bad. But listen to some classical recordings from then; they sound kind of amazing. Yeah, it is, and it's probably <coughs> be, probably because those they're using the greatest auditoriums. The, this, so yeah. there's probably like s so much acoustic quality in the in the rooms yeah. that they were recording in. Yeah. That I don't, I don't know, or else, or else it was just true for ages that the best people and the best equipment was only used for classical stuff because it was just considered, it was elitistly considered so much superior. I mean, it could um, be it not could really. Be, I mean, they, so? they, 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 they try. I mean, the, you know, the same microphone that I use at Abbey Road, I sometimes use in, in the uh, uh, auditorium like that. Abbey too. Road's much later. I'm not talking about like then. I, I, I'm talking about, but. No, but like if, if you get like the latest microphone, you know, the latest technology, they do use it, you know. Um, yeah. But okay, like they're probably not using that same microphone in, in a fucking blues pops or something. I'm like. talking about the difference between, you can listen, you can literally go and find a recording from the same year that Robin John, Robert Johnson's yeah, blues right, stuff right, is recorded. Right. That sounds like almost disappeared, you know, yeah. the quality, at, even though it's still amazing. And you can go and find this incredible classical recording from that time. Yeah. And you think, how the fuck? I mean, I know it's been remastered, but even still, how the fuck did they... Yeah, it's the auditorium too. Yeah, maybe. You know? maybe. Definitely, definitely, yeah. man. I mean, man, I mean, to explain... Because I, 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 I love classical music. I grew up with classical music. I studied classical music. Is that... And getting to experience... The live version and the one in the, C uh, in the CDs and tapes is so it's so different, man. I know. I, don't, I have almost no experience of hearing classical music live. Some, but it's incredible. I, you know, I heard Prokofiev, Romeo and Juliet. I couldn't believe it. It blew oh my, my mind. God. I remember when I was uh, exchanging uh, in 2008 in the States and. Uh, Pomona College they have this uh, fucking pipe organ in their auditorium oh that's like, something I did hear a lot when I was young church oh, organs fucking amazing. hell man <laughs> fuck amazing. that that you know a Thai, where, where the fuck can you find a fucking pipe organ in Thailand there's none there's no fucking pipe organ what about in some of the churches no really you don't know too expensive or something are they or, or? you have to know how to build the fucking pipe organ and install it. Have you, uh, you, so you've seen some of them. I mean, that's incredible because I come from a place like a, yeah. a tiny, yeah. like a tiny village, and yeah. my church has this yeah. huge pipe organ in that's there. That's a culture. And you look at it and you think, holy fuck. That's a culture. Like just man. to see it. That's and then a culture. And you hear it. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's, it takes a lot of manpower and understanding to install those shit, man. Right. You know? And the, to maintain it. Yeah, that's what kind of makes like different between like uh, Western Westernized and you know Asian kind of thing. 
to be honest, man, like I had a, I had to go. I think when I was young, they didn't they, they didn't stop us. <laughs> Lucky <sometimes>. you, man. <laughs> I think the only thing that's not that we're not trying to like build a fucking pipe organ here. You gotta know like people who can play it too. Right. It's fucking. It's like flying a helicopter. Alice Coltrane is <laughs> the Alice Coltrane man. Wow. <laughs> Look, your foot is fucking playing the bass, right? And then you have all this fucking thing, and and not to expect that the the fucking sound that is generating from the organ is so fucking loud. There's no fucking amplifier in there, right? And there's mm-hmm. only well, there's this like air that you have to puff it in. But right. man, when I first hear like uh, uh, they open the recital with a prelude in C, a fugue. Um, uh, Bach, uh, Chase Bach uh, com- composition. That was the first time I really get what Bach was composing. Mm. It it's so majestic, man. It's you. You gotta. Exp- I mean, if you listen to like, okay, if you if okay, people, you go in on Spotify or whatever uh, you know music streaming you on, and you you you. Just type in Fugue and C by Bach, and it's a pipe organ, right? And you hear that, and you multiply that by 50. Mm. The loudness. <laughs> the loudness and the fucking the, the energy the, yeah, right. in the room. is. Oh, man, forget it. Man. It can't it's, come through it, earphones. No, yeah, no. Right. Because it will break it, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's amazing. And the other time I was in uh, Chicago, um, and uh, my 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 grandfather's sister took me and my sister to uh, to listen to uh, the Chicago Philharmonics, and which was really hard to get a ticket. By the way, they have a season ticket, and uh, I think with Kissin, Kissin is a very um, uh, amazing pianist I love him it was playing and they were playing uh, Brahms he's amazing man I mean to to be able to listen to a live like uh, full orchestra is, is, is it's better than going to a movie <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> well you know movies they have strings too but <laughs> this is like live and it's just yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. that's the thing that you were writing about, share culture. I think that's how, you know, I think music is also a language and a culture that is also shared and it's a world that is shareable. I mean, we want to share stuff. Like, you know, the, um, that doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't happen as much now because of Netflix and stuff. But, you know, like it used to be a huge part of culture that people would talk about what was the series that were on the TV. If it was in the States, it would be from the networks, you know, like everybody would, because everybody saw whatever it was at the same time because it just brought, it wasn't all pre-recorded. It wasn't released in box sets and stuff, you know. So, yeah, there's lots of different stuff that we can share. I mean, we, um, yeah. Yeah, I I suppose what I was just trying to get at is uh, what can you share that has perennial long-term value and you know mm. that's why that's why yeah this great music that we're talking about mm. you, you you can 
you know, like people will, kids will tell, whoever might tell you, they may not. I mean, who, who am I to say? I have no idea. But um, they, if, if you're not into classical music already, you might turn up your nose at it. But if you take someone into that environment and really hear yeah. it, you can't fail to be impressed, no. I don't think. No. Uh, it's, <laughs> fuck, man. Just going to like, but something is amazing here in, in Chiang Mai or, um, you know, the, the way PRC does it is like a Prince Royal College is that they have like a wind, uh, wind band. Mm-hmm. So a school wind band is like, it's just, uh, fools of, you know, only no, no strings. Yeah. So, but there's like percussion and all this thing and they will have like a annual concert that they would do. You know, and it's it's something to behold, man. It's fun. And mm-hmm. I think Thai Thai kids get a lot of exposure to uh, classical music through that way. You know, and and to, you know how to organize, how to discipline themselves to to being uh, in a wind band, school wind bands. You know, marching band and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's so much fun when because I I, I got to uh, conduct a wind band when I was studying one time. And to be a conductor and standing in front of like a full fucking wind band is is pretty <clears throat> intimidating. <laughs> you know, you you you're standing right in the center, and the whole fucking sound just come to you. You know, it's it's very very interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yeah, some people, you know, they don't like it. They don't like it. You know, it's it, it is. It is. It is what it is. Mm. Uh, now that we're uh, like talking about music and sharing music, I mean, that's one of the. Uh, that that's kind of a revelation for me that um, I. There's certain music that, that, like, depending on your, you know, your early influences, you won't like if you, like, supposing you're into one kind of thing. Mm. whatever it is jazz classicals hip-hop blues you know and someone tries to get you into some other kind of music through mm-hmm. through through a set of earphones or whatever mm-hmm. you know it often won't work but if you go to a live concert yeah. and you share the energy with other people yeah that was my way into lots of kinds of music that i turned my nose on when i was young True. you know i couldn't get into it through through cds or yeah. earphones yeah right yeah but live you often you often can yeah. you can appreciate oh i see what it is now i yeah. get what people yeah. You know, you're right, man. I I think that's <clears throat> that's so totally true. And I I I wish people would have taught this when I was in school, when I was young. I had to experience this the hard way, especially through jazz. You know, I mean, a lot of people see these uh, m- music like classical and jazz as a way and as a, a, a academic kind of kind of pursue when really what it is is the expression of self you know the expression of time the expression of of the content and context of 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 that person's being and your being of sharing that moment sharing that world that was created in an instant you know but i think a lot of it has been lost through the theory and the academic side that really limits the mind and the understanding and really throw a lot of people off yeah yeah no definitely Uh, actually Nietzsche was pretty prophetic I think about 
he said something which I, when I first read it, I was confused or skeptical about. Maybe uh, he, he said that um, the fact that the world was becoming more connected, global. In other words, that people were listening to music across continents, across countries, uh, was going to ruin people's appreciation of music. Hmm. He, he, so that's so he sort of thought that you know previously you would have one group of people, mm-hmm. I don't know, society, one culture, right, listening to one music that they all understood. Right. You, you can imagine like a uh, a tribe or a group they have their music and they yeah. all they maybe can play it to some degree. They can dance to it. They understand yeah. this. They don't understand music from the other side of the world. They understand <laughs> this really, really, well, and they can share it. Everybody can share it. Yes. So he's, he sort of foresaw that, you know, when you sort of like share music between different cultures and everybody listens to sort of one idea of a classical music, let's mm-hmm. say, he said that people will lose that ability to naturally understand, like the pre- full appreciation for, for, the mu- for music. Yeah. So he, I think he's partly true. Uh, he's been partly proved true, correct with that. But... but uh, in actual fact, music is more resilient than other stuff. Oh, it's sure. You know what I mean? Much sure. more resilient. Much you know, more. So we, we, there are differences. People don't like this kind of music. They like, but we can actually, you know, we, we here can listen to music all around the world and dig yeah. all of it, especially yeah. if you have, you know, like some experienced, right? Yeah. Especially, maybe especially if you're a musician, but maybe not, maybe just, you know, you're a music con- lover and you kind of like dig into all of this stuff. Yeah. That's enough, yeah. right? Um, but then back to the other stuff, like back to the politics, the economics, the other ideas, mm. that's where we get into much more trouble. That's where this globalization, like I said, you know, we're, that's where we find it really hard to share some stuff Yeah, because no, no, not being next to each other, not like sharing a daily life, yeah. not sharing daily tasks. Yes. That's a problem for us. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Music has a universality to it that other sets of ideas, that other kinds of ideas don't have. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I think this conversation just like make me me think about more about like how important we have to keep the community going, and you know that because sometimes you forget that you you actually. The first window or the first experience to a lot of people that comes to your clubs or your door or the venue to some that kind of music. Yeah, you right. you, I, yeah, man, that yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about that for a while. I mean, I I was thinking about. How to always improve myself, but I think a lot of people forget how important it is to to really, you know, make this an important uh, notice that you have to understand that you might be the first, you know, dick to ever see. <laughs> 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 It's you know great fucking analogy. (laughs) (laughs) You got you, you know you gotta you you gotta make it count. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, before they find out. <laughs> Another dicks. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think there's a revival in, in Thai traditional music. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see that. Gal, Gal sent me a, a message the other day. Yeah. You know Gal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he built himself a bamboo hut out in Merriam, and he sent me this video of uh, you know crew ads group yeah. all playing in this bamboo hut in the rice fields out in the out in the sticks. That was it was great, man. <laughs> really great, <laughs> man. And no, because that 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 group that he has, I'm really hoping that they can come back and play. They're, you know, I know, they, I know, yeah. but people at home won't know. No, no, right, but. Um, Yeah, so I, the revival is important. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Thai traditional. I mean, this is like northern Thai traditional music, yeah. and uh, yeah, to well, better yet, check check them out. Uh, you know, just follow Top Hayes and see if like you know the events will come up, and you might be able to see them and follow them on you know and helping to you know the community to stay alive yeah. and uh, support the uh, the northern. Uh, music that's yeah. really interesting yeah yeah but beside that there's a lot of like Thai instrumental uh, revival because um, you know like people like uh, Resume and uh, Junda Holan and Asia 7 Don yeah. Dagoon yeah. you know they Klipo yeah Klipo uh, all those people try to try to infuse it with the uh, you know modern music Yeah, all power to them, you know. It's, um, I'm I'm very excited to see where where it's going, you know. But I think there's one thing that I, I really want to 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 put a finger on this because I I I never really had the chance to to talk about this movement that mm. much. Is that there can be flakiness uh, in what? In 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 the search for uh, something different. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wanting totally, to stand out. I totally agree with wanting you. Wanting to like be totally, you know, different. Oh, man. Yeah, I think you hit an, a nail on a head here. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's for me. Uh, You see, and it's not just in music; it's in comedy and everything. Like True. there's so much of, I, I mean, it's understandable, right? You want to be new, and because uh, you want to be new, because you're afraid if it's not new, people are really like we talked about technology. People are yeah. ad addicted to the novel, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder. I was listening to Terence McKenna saying that this is necessary, and that we're mm -hmm. moving into time of like increasing novelty. I don't know, man. Seriously, I I kind of I think I've been spending much of this like part, this episode talking about the opposite. You know, looking for the stuff that has enduring. Mm. I fuck. There's a balance. I tell you where my balance yeah. is. Right. Yes. For something to be alive, like a music to be alive. So when this is a problem, I think for people sometimes when people think about traditional music, mm. uh, they assume ah. If we want to keep the traditional music alive, we have to keep it like it is. No, no. Everything that's alive is evolving. Right. If it's not evolving, it's not alive. Right. It's dead. Yes. So You're you totally have to allow right. that 
a, li- a living music to live and evolve. Yes. And that's where like Tantakun and the, all these bands we just Rasami and everybody we just talked about right. comes in because yeah. they're kind of like willing to evolve it. Yeah. And, uh, and let it be modern at the same time as keep its roots. Yeah. So yeah, it has to have those things. But yeah. just, I'm totally with you. The, the absolute sort of demand just for novelty and mm. like shocking newness. Yeah. And I, I've, I've come grown really tired of that i know uh, it's it's i want to throw up every time i'm thinking about it yeah. you know that's and i don't see it how it can withstand time with with you know with wanting to be new all the time without having some concrete ways of imprinting something into somebody's life that's the only way art can ever withstand time is that it They imprint something into that person's life. If we, if, if the world keeps going as it's been going, speeding up at this rate, then the world that we go to sleep in will be an unrecognizable one from the one that we woke up in that day. Right. That, I mean, that's where we're headed. It's probably already uh, there at some corner of uh, <laughs> TikTok, right? <laughs> You're right. I, the, you know, the I bi- just don't want to admit it, but it's probably true. <laughs> it's you know, the, 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 there was a video that went viral and got a billion hits between like 7 a.m. and 9, and then by oh, at 9 a.m. and then at 9 p.m. at night. What video was that? I forgot. I don't know. Ancient history. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be that. No, I don't I mean, want. I don't want to be that. No, for no, sure. no, 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 no. We're we're not designed. I mean, the fucking AIs might be designed for that one day, but we are not built and evolved for that. No. That's like, no, no, you know, no, no. But man, fame is a tricky thing. Fame is a tricky thing, man. It 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 can play and change or reveal how that person really are. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. You don't agree? Uh sure. Of course I agree. Yeah, man. It's it is what it is, man. I mean, okay, like like if okay, I might be the the oddball here if you listen to like uh John Mayer new Okay, I think probably we're probably at the near the end of the segment and we're talking about music more. It's like you know, if if have you listened to John Mayer new new song? I've listened to one song from he's got a new album out, right? Yeah, yeah, but that it's only one song. Oh, it's already so far. I think and it's uh, called Last Train Home or something like that. Well, what are you going to say about it? Because I'm probably going to say something else, but I want to hear what you say first. <laughs> well, personally, I I I don't like it. Uh huh. I I mean I I it's not as bad. Don't right. get me wrong, you fucking John Mayer fucking fanatic motherfuckers. <laughs> Look. Yeah. I like John Mayer. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, bust anything. I'm just being fair here. It's this is my taste, my opinion, is that I, I, the reason I don't like it, because it sounds like, you know, I can be listening to Toto, Africa, or you know, I can listen to Bruce Springsteen, who has the or you know, those era kind of, kind of sound that I feel like it's more, it's more honest to me. Mm. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that John Mayer new song is not honest. It's just it doesn't resonate the vibe that he wants to give to me. Right. I, I feel like I rather listen to people from that era who are making this kind of music. 
you know, for me. Uh, I, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to comment just because I'm not like I never be, got into John Mayer. I seem to not be able to get into John Mayer. To, he's like just one of those artists that for me, all his songs sound the same. Yes, <laughs> uh, but I've seen it's, him like it's a formula, my hey, friend. Man. Well, it's a yeah. formula. <laughs> I haven't, haven't said that, man. He's a, I know he's a great guitar player, and I've seen him talk on like a, a like shows. Man, he seems like a really cool dude. I kind of like him, but all his songs to me, all his songs sound the same. I think I think he's, just, I he's a good just, uh, he's a good singer songwriter to me yeah. anyway. I, th- yeah, I think I mean, he's he a must good. Be. Yeah. It's just that you're right. I mean, I think I think. Look, yeah, he's got a, a, a sound that has a certain range to it. Uh, yeah, and he's comfortable with with that. Right. For me, it's just boring. Yeah, I listen, okay, I, there you go. I find I, it boring. I, yeah. I listen to this news. It's, it's boring, and I feel like okay, it's not my cup of tea. And you're right. You know, I don't want to be too hard on him because he he's a nice guy, to be mm-hmm. honest. But at the, at a certain point, you have to really say, look. You're you're not creating anything new. Listen to us here criticizing each other. <laughs> it's kind it's kind of hilarious. But uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why can't I criticize no, can't. John May? Well, hey, you know, like um, I don't know. If, see now, like uh, someone else who I suppose later on to me got really boring would be Santana. But I love his early albums. Yeah, John May is the same <laughs> for me. Okay, you know, okay. Well, I don't want to be such a, you know... Asshole. Asshole, but I am. <laughs> but I, it's just like, I feel like, you know, the reason I'm criticizing him is like, this is art. Mm. It's meant to be criticized. And right. if it's... Look, if it's, if that song touched your soul, hey, all power to it. I'm happy for you. You have a song that will speak to you the rest of your life. You know? Mm. But for me... I feel like I expected more from John Mayer than what I, t- I, I had listened to. But to be honest, I wasn't surprised, you know. Mm. But, you know, I would be surprised if Jacob Collier was doing that. That, that would be surprising to me, mm. you know. So you have like a certain aspect of, of what you expect from an artist that, that you've been listening to. Look, right. for me, look, if, we, if we, we're talking about like pop stuff, I'm listening to Olivia Rodigro and I feel like her song touched me more in this fucking song that's just been played by John Mayer. Yeah. You know? Like this song, um, uh, Driving License. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, uh, what, you know, well, like, what, for example, what do you do if you want to get a new, like if you're working in some genres of music, I imagine it's like easier to sort of like work with producers who will help you get a different sound without you necessarily having done anything super creative to to get that different sound. Does that is that possible? Whereas like could be, I'm not sure who produced. That. Whereas if like you, if you, in my imagination, if you're John Mayer, probably like most of the sound is just coming from him. I think he's the producer of his own yeah, right. his music. He's he's fucking egotistic, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know that, so I'm not gonna. I, I can't comment on that. Like I said, he seemed pretty cool when I saw him uh, talking. Look, man, he 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 used to be. Let's let's just put it that way. 
and you know fame made him have to be that be be like that you know that's why he have to move to montana actually that album is pretty good are you ready for fame are you ready for fame not to turn your <laughs> ego into a monster <laughs> oh god <laughs> Fame cannot do that. What I already am. Uh, <laughs> 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 Fuck fame, man. It's it is what it is. It is what it is. I I I feel like, you know, I I I hope like when I listen back to to what we said, I myself will will understand like that point in. Of time in my life that I, I have accomplished something that, you know, with through my words that I that I said, you know, this past few episode, that, you know, we we grow and me I want to create something that is timeless, and I was working on this um, uh, old files by by Kobe, and I was just remixing, and I feel like. Fuck! This is like, I don't know. It might be, it might be feeling like, I don't know. I might be feel like a narcissistic kind of, kind of feeling. Maybe I mean to to, but I don't know. If you don't love your music, why would you share it? I want to listen to my music. You know, that's why I created them. Mm. It's like that's why I like eating my bread. You know, yeah. you know and. I I was really happy that I didn't I didn't load my songs. Yeah, no, no, that's the guide that you. That should be the number one guide for uh, an artist and like that. That if you, it, it it's all it's bigger than self. It's all like this is where you get into young and the like collective. Oh, hmm. The you know, you the fact you might think it might like. At first, you might think, "Ah, I, I love my song. I'm making it, so I love it." And, but when you feel that connection, it's more than just you making yeah, that connection, yeah, right? You know what I mean? It's more. It's, it's, it's more, man. And it's, if you and like the opposite, it would seem like if you make your music for others, like you imagining now what you think people, the market, or whatever <laughs> likes. Now that that's where you're gonna go. And lose the connection because definitely it's man. all imagination definitely. and not feeling yeah, anymore. Definitely, you know, definitely. There's there's always has to be a balance when you when you write something that you want to share, right? But it always start like you know like there's all this course about like you know writing hit makers and shit like that, and there's some there's some truthness in 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 the formula that that can be be. Uh, Be done, you know. But I don't think it's so. It's all true. I think what is true is that you really have to love what you do. You really have to love your music, you know. Mm. Like the the Kobe files. I the more I get into it, it just it just makes me re remember all the trenches that I was going through those time. You know how we learn, how we record. You know, for me, it felt timeless. And it kind of like inspired me to do like this new album that I'm doing, in in that sense, is that I want it to be timeless. You're doing a new album. What my my album, What? solo album. Now you're working on stuff now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always, I've been I've been working. I'm always working. I just never release them. 
I have like a prince uh, syndrome. <laughs> Put everything in a vault. <laughs> and it's like he did release a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but a lot. He put a lot of in the vault. Uh, right. Yeah. Sure. A lot of good shit. He never really released it. Right. Because it was, you know, he he wanted to fuck with the. Uh, <laughs> some some of it's getting released now. Yeah, I saw some the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Because he, you know, like some of the song he really loved, he didn't don't want anybody to touch it. Right. And I can understand that. Mm. I mean, some like all the Kobe songs that I've been working, I don't think I can ever release it without my my friend's uh, uh, involvement. You know, even mm. though I wrote the song, yeah, I feel. It would be insensitive, and you know, to to do it. Well, you better put some music out. So I guess you better keep on working on the solo. That should make it easier. Then it's just you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just okay. me. I will. I will. People have been nagging me about. You know, it's like I feel like I'm I'm J R Martin or something. Yeah, G R. Is it G R or J R? I don't know. Oh, G R. G R. G R. J R. Who the fuck is J R? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know never release anything. Still using MS DOS. <laughs> 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 Fuck man. So, I think we have we have we covered everything about the the world. Probably not. Uh, no, we we can never. Uh, <laughs> let me think. What about you guys at home? What is what is the world in your point of view, and why don't you share some of your point of view with us on Facebook and you know, or yeah, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like uh, just to wrap up, like the my idea of the shared world. I, I wanted to say that it's a comp. The reason why it's difficult and we have to work at it is. Because it's by its nature a compromise, you know. Um, mm. The we're not in this shared world. We're never going to find absolute truth. That's somewhere else. Hmm. That's that's from the source. I mean, we're. What is absolute truth? You know, we're living in a relative world. What is absolute truth? Um, it's the kind of thing that you can connect with. Internally, it's the kind of thing that you can feel, right? Right? You, you know, you. I don't know. It's the kind of thing that you, f when you fall in love, or you know, people have their children. But it's something f for you, um, and you could. Uh, it's it's like that's getting to more towards the spiritual world, which is why that's a personal thing. You know, that's that's why you go in and you find truth. But we're talking about the shared world, the, the world that we can communicate with to other, yeah. other people, and that's a compromise. That's a relative world. It's relativistic. That's and that's why we have to. Um, that's why it takes so much work and effort, and why there's so much conflict and disagreement. Mm. But we have to like acknowledge people. Like people are having these arguments, and they're each like feeling like I've got to hold the truth, and you don't know. But um, no, that's a mistake. To it's a mistake to try and build the shared shared world on truth. Yeah, but it on on true absolute truth. Yeah, it's a compromise. Right. So, 
But there's some people that really doesn't take compromise. No, that's right. Because, well, because, uh, that they really want to get that absolute truth out. Well, that's so. That's you know, you could look at different aspects of the like you know, the, for in example, a very dangerous way sometimes too. Yeah. So, if, like, for you sometimes hear. I sometimes hear scientists talking about you know, it's it's not a slip of the tongue, but they'll. When you really ask them, hey, well, how does science, how does the scientific method work, and blah 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 blah, they'll admit that, yeah, you know, it's not absolute truth. We have these theories and models, and you know, hey, it's pretty good, right? We made these predictions, and they're good enough to build all of the technology and fly satellites, <laughs> and it's pretty fucking good. But it's not absolute truth because it can be superseded. In fact, the work of it is to supersede, you know, to find better. Mm. Models or theories or mm. yeah. shit. I'm not even sure I wanted to get into this, but anyway, I just um, yeah, P right. It's um, it's that's when you that's where the conflict comes from because you know when you have like I don't know, you know, you have religions uh, sort of sort of almost definitionally. Built around the idea that they they have this the core of it is a true absolute truth, um, and that's that's when you <laughs> that's when you get into problem. If you have like two groups saying, mm. "Hey, no, we have the absolute truth, and it's different from your absolute truth, which is not an absolute truth. It's bullshit because we have our we well, have mm, it." Mm. That's you know so. Uh, yeah, this world that we this shared world that we can build. And we can, we and we can share. Um, I I don't think it's meant to be built on absolute truth. Mm, so that's the point. Yeah, hmm. it's a relational thing. That's why. That's why you know I love this. I love this language that uh, like American Indians use. You know, we respect our relations, and our relations include all people and all the directions, of the world, and all life. And animals and plants and forests and rivers. Uh, we have relations. Mm. You know, we want to be we want to be good relations. This is this is the way to build um, the shared world. To to think in True. terms of being good relations. I, I Not, totally, I you, totally you can, agree. You can go and communicate with. In you can go in and the vision quest and mm. and uh, sort of communicate with um, absolute truth, but mm. you can't. Bring it fully into this world. It's like the remember I told you the ap apple from heaven yeah. aphorism. Yeah, that's up in heaven. You have the apple of yeah. truth, yeah. and it falls into the world, and it is no longer absolute truth. It's got maggot ridden. Mm. Why? Because it's in this world, yeah, this world. and this world yeah. is not the world of absolute truth. Mm. That's uh, yeah. Hmm. You know, it it, it it makes sense. It makes sense, but but. I don't know. I don't know if if people would really stop to really enforce their their beliefs or you know what what their whole is absolute truth into into this compromised world, you know. But I think we should give it a try anyway. I mean, in a way of like uh, you know, if we if we love one another and we don't see you know. The belief or creed in 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 any man's, then we can. I think we can make this place a a better place. Mm. You know. You no, know, all this talking about world 
it reminds me of this scene in the uh, uh, Man in Black. Um, I think it was <laughs> when 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 Jay opened the locker. j and k opened the locker and this is like this group of <laughs> uh, locker people <laughs> inside and just like uh, oh hell okay <laughs> you know and they were worship worshiping this like growing light from the fucking uh uh wristwatch <laughs> do you think like you know it's it's Is that is that a example of like a world with absolute truth? Uh, no, I don't know. I I I, I don't think. So. It's just like because at the end of the scene of the MIB uh, one, right? They they open like. K moved the 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 locker people into uh, Jay's locker in the MIB <laughs> to make him feel better about losing someone he loved, or maybe that's the MIB too or something, and <laughs> and then uh, at near the end of the scene he opened this other door that was wasn't be open and it opened like to see another another uh, world. I I no I tell you why I don't think so because even uh, if you look back at um. In ancient times, when people were all religious, um, there were still these sayings. So, so, for example, you can find amongst, you know, uh, from the 13th, 14th, 15th century, you can find these sayings that there are as many, um, in, there are as many like understandings of God or pictures of ideas of God as there are people. So mm. even the even the people who lived in societies where you know you could like be put to death for saying that you didn't believe in God, but still it was acknowledged that everybody's idea was necessarily unique, and that's because right. the relation the relation to the absolute is inward. It's 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 mm. it's, it's personal, mm. you know. And when you bring something into the, you can't share that. It does not language. We, it's like uh, like I said, you know, you bring something huge. And you try and define it in terms of the small, which is which is the language that we have, and that that, that I mean that's also why that's also why sometimes you people have these visions or psychedelic experiences or whatever, and it's just and they come back and say, oh man, the universe of mind it dwarfs what we are aware of in this world. How is it possible that someone can go off for a few minutes and come back and say? Man, what's in there? What's in there, or what's that? It's mm. just like it dwarfs. It makes this world look like an atom or a grain of sand. Mm. Well, that's because it is absolute. <laughs> they've connected with something. They've connected with something. Mm. But but I'm just saying this world that we talk about, that we share a vision of, that we build together, that nature is built around us. Yeah, is it's like by its nature. It's it's um, relative and, and limited, hmm. and I don't know. I'm trying to get at something there, but it's I can't put it anyway. I I, I get it. I get what you mean, man. I get what you mean. It's yeah. I'm not sure. It I I kind of see like that re relativeness and you know 
somehow is limited to 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 expand into uh, an absolute truth, I guess. But I don't know, man. I mean, like if 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 the things that you say now, and I I said like uh, during the mid conversation that we had, that the world that we are living are based on utopia of vision that are created by man, then there must be some sort of way that people are trying to put their absolute truth in this world. Um, Because you can yeah. see like capitalism, communism, you know, dictatorships and fascism are, yeah. you know, are living, you know, well. And that's an absolute truth in, in some degree of, of, of people who are bending the rules or, or establishing them. Um, okay. Maybe I would like, when, when you meet like someone, when you meet a wise person, you know, uh, depending on the context and who they're talking to, they're, mm. you know, they're, they're an ever, unreplen- uh, ever replenishing fountain of, Uh, wisdom in the moment mm. so but what that is like what that feels like to me is pe- people can speak from the truth they have if they have a source of truth in them but w- what they put out they don't speak the truth mm. they speak from the truth mm. when you put it into this world again it's like apple from heaven when you put it into this world it's limited it's reduced mm. it's uh, you know it's no longer absolute right you, That doesn't mean that you not can. Uh, that doesn't mean that the absolute's not important to all of us. Hmm. They're not absolute truth. It doesn't mean that we have to be just pure relativists. Hmm. It doesn't mean we have to throw out the idea of absolute truth or objective truth. We don't. I'm just saying that. I really am saying that we can't share it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, the the, the, sure. the way that we share it is in the absolute sense. The way that we share it is that we admit that we are all one. Right. In an absolute sense, there's, you know, in that kind of way. But I, yeah, fuck, I don't know. No, it's uh, interesting. Gonna, I think it's interesting to... to I've reached the limits to, of what I can communicate. Well... In, even I, in my stupidity. <laughs> no, and man. And ignorance. I mean, there's no, that means there's no conclusion to this. It's a, it's a, it's a debate that can be, be debatable in, in the future coming about mm. what is absolute truth and what does it mean in this world, in this shared world, if, you know, you know if absolute truth is the core of the world, your own world, You know, you know. To, uh, just on to the end of this, I want to add that lately, I've been feeling. You know, I now now I'm saying all this as if I know something sort of, but I don't. I uh, don't get me wrong. My experience of the last like few weeks or months or whatever is I've been feeling, you know, so far from wise as it might like dumb lost not knowing what to to do uh so i and why like why is that you know i mean i think that happens when you, you there's all this like when there is this confusion in the world mm. and 
I my con- my connection my mm-hmm. connection to what I would call the absolute is like weakened somehow. Mm. Um, why that? Uh, that you know that's how I've been feeling lately. So you have Even, conflict in your absolute truth. No, I, I mean it's just what, what is it? I you know I don't I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying I know anything. It kind of fits with what I'm saying. I, I don't. I, I'm not able to tell you anything that's absolutely true. So, I. Hmm. Like right now, it's funny. Like I, you know, I can. Talk. Do you know, like people? Do you have people in your life who, when you're like in their presence, uh, all you can do is just listen and. <laughs> all, all, all you can do is just listen because you feel that next to them you know almost nothing. I mean, there there are a few people that do this to me. Not very many, but a few. And I'm so when I before I go to meet them, I feel like I know a few things and might have a few things to say. But when I actually get there and meet them, <laughs> I'm just like dumbstruck and I just I just listen. I think those those are the people that seem to have a deeper inner connection to the. No, so, it's, it's sometimes what they say think things they say are crazy, but there's something about them. No, it's just it's just I think that's the way of you being smart and and you put yourself in a in a in a group of people where you don't know really what what they are talking about. So then you be uh, you able to learn from them. You know mm-hmm. why would you put yourself in a place where you are the one only speaking? To make yourself important, you know, mm-hmm. I think you know if we. If, I think you have to give more credit to yourself in, in, in putting yourself in a place where you you can learn from that person, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I put myself here too, so I can learn from you, Paul. <laughs> And you can learn about my fuck jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, see, I may never learn how, but yeah, yeah. But I you learn enjoy, about. I learn about. It's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you only got one or two in today. So you look yeah, not a lot, average, but it, it was good. Average, but it was good. But it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> but this is interesting. I, I, I think we. We we touch on on something that I I'm I'm looking forward in 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 going back and and study more about about the absolute truth and you know the shared world the world that I'm living in the world that we are living together and what perspective other people have in in their own world that because you know. These things actually is crucial in the driving assistant of human being, mm. you know, because right. I'm not sure if people understand that we are all going to die someday, and there's this thing about legacy that is not really taught in the school system, right. And not many people strive to leave a legacy. Most people only live to be able to have a financial freedom that can help them to get through this life. Yeah, I mean, ninety percent right. people want a financial freedom, right? Mm. Not well, many people are talking about legacy. I mean, 
most people's legacy that's is is their family right that their relatives and you know before yes well still i think uh it's it's harder to you know it's harder to make a meaningful legacy with just the work the so you know there are many do artists obviously and um and scientists and writers and thinkers they they leave the legacy of their work behind their body of work behind them and uh yeah you know there 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 are ways and that's what we are living in now we are living in, in the legacy of people's yeah, right, legacy exactly. exactly and that <clears throat> maybe something that is happening now couldn't happen in their time right and maybe now is the absolute truth which they wish had happened in their time but it never did it never did so mm. i'm 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 looking beyond to to understand i think if we understand the 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 drive of of people uh existence then we will find a way to share that this world together mm. you know? with with the you know few compromise as we possibly can but with with as much love as we possibly can you know put into well that concludes our podcast for today that was really weird and interesting paul <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know if it was uh, as <clears throat> what maybe it wasn't as hilarious as some of our other episodes but uh, i think It was all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. we got to bring some seriousness and uh, a little bit of, um, you know, something to s s uh, stir our brains a little bit. It was less depressing than the last episode. Oh, definitely. This is more upbeat. And I have a feeling we, we're going to be opening soon. Let's just hope. Hope with mm -hmm. us. All right. Well, shared. <laughs> now you're just depressed shared <laughs> shared our world <laughs> shared shared your world share our world together and until next time guys see you everybody <laughs>